What's up, everybody? This is Caleb with the Hemp Entrepreneur Podcast. I am the founder and owner of Hemp Daddy's Therapeutics, which is a CBD line. We have transdermal creams, CBD tinctures, and also capsules as well. You can check us out over on hempdaddies.com. Anyways, you may have noticed there's no intro music. It's just me talking to you guys. Um, That's the way I'm rolling, at least for now. Um, I might get a little more um, fancy a little bit later, but for right now, this this is how it is. And anyway, I'll just jump straight into things. Today, I want to talk to you guys about how to have a profitable CBD business from the very start. And really, this can apply to any business, whether you're selling you know THC products or other cannabis-based products or just selling a health supplement online. Like what I'm going to talk about today can help you in any business. And I say that because I've run other businesses than just this. Prior to this, I ran an energy bar company, which became a national, nationally known brand. We were in 2,000 locations nationwide. And let me tell you, just because your top line revenue is high doesn't mean you're taking home a paycheck, doesn't mean you're making a profit. So the way you need to go about this, especially if you're first starting out, I want you to check out the Profit First Accounting System. Um, The author of this book is Mike Malkowitz. I hope I said that name right. But if you Google Profit First Book or Profit First Accounting, you will come up with this author. You will come up with, um, he's written some other books as well, but the Profit First Book has been a game changer for me. So I attempted to implement his strategies with my previous business. But it was so far gone at that point, it was just nearly impossible to recover. But let me tell you, since I started Hemp Daddies about six months ago, I've been profitable from day one. And the reason being is I reverse engineered profit. Essentially, what that means is, like, rather than profit being the bottom line, it's the top line. So the traditional, you know, generally accepted accounting principles, GAP, the method says sales minus expenses equal profit. But the better way to go about this is sales minus profit equal expenses. Meaning after you've taken a profit from your sales, after you've taken a paycheck, then you have X amount of dollars left to run your business. And let me read you this quote from his book, which just really resonated with me. It says, Gap, you know, again, the generally accepted accounting principles makes logical sense. Doesn't mean it makes human sense. Gap both supersedes our natural behavior and makes us believe bigger is better. So we try to sell more. We try and try to sell our way to success. We do everything we can to make the top line revenue grow so that something, anything will drip down to the bottom line and it becomes a relentless cycle of chasing after shiny objects disguised as opportunity. And I can attest to this for sure. So my previous business with a consumer packaged goods business, we sold online and in retail stores. And let me tell you, we always had the mindset, we got to pour back into the business. We got to invest back in the business. And so Anytime we would reach certain milestones and get in a new big PO, we'd be like, all right, cool. We have the money to go to this trade show. So we'd go to the trade show and wait a fun six months later. We didn't get enough accounts at the trade show to even justify being there. So here we are 
in this just vicious cycle of constantly spending money and never churning a profit. I think the whole my, the whole tenure of me running this business for about seven years, I think we posted an actual profit one or two years. And that was it. And also, that was an accounting profit. That was just profit on paper. When I looked at that profit, then I looked at my bank account, and I'm like, man, where did this money go? It doesn't make any sense. So a lot of times what will happen is, like, you can have a profit on paper, but you look at your bank account, and you're just like, where the hell did this money go? It doesn't make any sense. And so we a lot of us have this mindset of we got to spend money to make money. But I like what Mike says in his book here. He says, it takes more money to make less money. And it's so true. Um, just about any business owner will tell you they want to plow um, profits back into the business. But they do that at the expense of not even investing in themselves. But let me tell you, I love this idea of reverse engineering your business and taking your profits first. I'm going blank on the guy's name right now. I'm going to see if I can Google it here. Um, I think his business is 23 Signals. I'm looking it up here right now. Um, he's got, man, it is not coming up here. But he's an author in Ink Magazine. So you've, it's 37 Signals. They have the product called Basecamp. And the founder of that company, um, Jason Friedman, I believe is his name. So he's written articles in Inc. Magazine before. I used to read them all the time. And he also talks about this idea of reverse engineering business so that you take your profit first. And he says when you do that, your business will naturally grow and naturally get to the size that it's supposed to be. So a lot of people have this notion, oh, I got to get to 10 million in revenue. I have to sell 50 million in revenue or whatever that number might be. But let me tell you guys, that number is never going to be big enough. I know from running my business before, there was a time when we probably could have gotten by just fine, staying at the revenue we were at and just not spending any more money and just like taking home a profit and it would have been fine. We continued to grow. We moved into a bigger facility. We hired more employees. We went to more trade shows. We took on more expenses. So at the end of the day, I was paying myself on debt. When I took home a paycheck, it wasn't because there was profit in the company. It's because we were taking on lines of credit and student loan, or not student loans, um, lines of credit and credit cards in the name of purchasing opportunities. But the reality of it is, we couldn't afford those opportunities because we weren't even paying ourselves. But under Mike's method, the profit first accounting method, you reverse engineer profit. And so you naturally get to a business size that is right for you. And you can grow naturally without taking on investment, without you know racking up debt in your credit cards. You can do this. You can do this. And let me tell you, I'm doing it. Like I probably had a total of about ten dollars to $12,000 that I plowed into this business from the very start. That was my seed money. And I used that money to buy my first round of inventory, to have my website built, and to buy a nice camera. And ever since then, I've been using this profit-first accounting method to allocate the funds into my business. And I'm going to talk about this here. And so Mike basically has percentages that you put back into your business. I'm going to try to do this from here in memory. I've been doing it long enough now. So let's say you sold $10,000 of product per month and you have a 50% gross profit margin. So that means after you've sold your product and you've 
purchase more product for the next month, you were left with $5,000. And that is called real income. And so that is what you do. That's the number you use to allocate to these different areas of your business. And the areas are as follows. There's profit, which is the owner's pay. What you pay yourself, that comes off first. So if your owner's pay, you allocate to taxes. So you save money for your taxes. You allocate money for profit, which is different than the owner's take-home pay. This is profit. And he kind of calls this the joy fund. You do with this money whatever you please. You don't budget it. You don't, you know, you you do what you want with it. You have fun with it. That's what it's there for. It's a reward for working your business and doing it correctly. And so you have, um, and the other one is your operating expense. And this is what is left over to run your business. So let's say, let's take that number, you know, the $10,000 in sales, You ha- let's say it's 50% gross profit margin. There's $5,000 left over. First off, we're going to take 50% of that home with us, 2,500 bucks. You're making a paycheck from day one, $2,500 in your pocket. You are a profitable business. And so the next part of that is going to be your taxes. So you take 15% of that, which is going to be, let me just do this math here. It is, I'm having large thumbs here as I punch this in the calculator, $750. And so then you are going to take 5% of that, and that is $250. That is going to go to your profit account. And so, so we take 100% minus 15 for taxes, minus 5 for our profit, minus 50% for take-home pay. That's 30% is left for our operating expenses. So 30% of $5,000 is $1,500. So you now have $1,500 of operating expenses. So if you're an online business like myself, you're going to have web hosting fees. You're going to have fees for your um, for your email accounts and things like that. And that's where this money comes from. That This is the money you use to pay those things. And they say, well, but I, my rent's $2,000. Well, if your rent's $2,000 a month, you don't need to be there. You need to be working from your home. You need to be working from a shared office space or a friend's house. You need to do something different because you don't have the money to be spending. And if you do this right from the very start, your business will be profitable. But let's say you're a couple years into your business, like, yeah, you might have a hard time with this because you have other expenses. But basically what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to cut down your expenses to make sure you are spending according to how you can, according to how your business should operate. And so it may mean cutting expenses. It may mean You stop advertising for a while. It may mean you move out of that office or whatever it is. You have to get to the point where you're only spending the money that you're allocating for your operating expenses. And so for myself, I'm building this business all online. So the company and the um, farm that I have manufacturing, and they're they're growing my hemp and manufacturing it, and they're also drop shipping it for me. Granted, I'm about to move to a new drop shipper, but that's another story. Um, But so... All this is done externally. I don't need an office right now. like, And I don't plan on getting an office anytime soon. Even as my company grows and I hire employees, they will be remote. They will be working from their home. We will connect via Slack and um, in online video conferencing. That is how we will connect. We will meet in person if we live in the same city, but if this person lives across the country, which is 
totally doable in an online business. Um, that's just what's going to happen. And there will be no Hemp Daddy's Therapeutics office anytime soon until the business gets to the point it can sustain it. Even then, we might not even do it. We might actually use those revenues to truly invest back in the business because we can, because it's within our means. And so looking at this, though, there's one thing I do want to point out. So this this little model, this basic model, isn't accounting for growth. So let's say you want to grow your business. And so this was the constant struggle I had in my previous business. We would be plugging along and all of a sudden, like, we would get a new account with 500 stores. And it's like, holy crap, how are we going to fund the POs for this? Because we have to pay for the ingredients up front, which are probably going to sit in our warehouse for two weeks before we produce the product. Then it's going to sit there for another two weeks before it ships out. Then once it ships out, we're waiting another 30 days to get paid on that invoice. So here it is, this big, giant 60-day lapse between buying inventory and getting paid on it. And the problem was we were never planning for our growth. We never said, okay, if we're going to grow 15% year over year, we need to be planning for that. So if you're using this profit first model, what you would simply do, let's say you want to grow your revenue by 30% month over month. What you would do, you would take essentially um, 15% of the top line revenue as basically take that off, add that to your profit margin. So the reason for that is, let's say you're growing 30% top line, your margin's 50%. You need half of that percentage to purchase new product. I hope you follow me there. If it doesn't make sense, um, continue, continue following along and hopefully it will make more sense. But so let's say our profit margin is 50%. So of our top line revenue, we are going to want to save 65% of our top line revenue. So let's say that top line revenue is $10,000. We'll use that same figure we started with. So multiply that by 0.65 and you actually have that $6,500. And so that's what you need to set aside to purchase ingredients for the next month to account for that growth. And if you don't do that, you're going to be you know, in this oh crap moment saying, oh, how are we going to pay for this growth? How are we going to fund it? And you're going to put it on a credit card. Then eventually, six months down the road, you're going to look up and you're going to be up to your eyeballs in credit card debt. And that's not going to be fun. So if you were just starting out your business, your hemp CBD business, whatever it is, um, you were in a good place because you can start this profit first accounting from day one and you can plan for this growth. You can plan a certain percentage every single month off your top line revenue that you were going to set aside to purchase new inventory to grow your business. So let's take a look at those other numbers one more time. So since we are saying 65% of our top line revenue is being put back into the business to purchase inventory, that means our real revenue, the money that we have to pay ourselves to save for taxes, to pour back into the business is now going to be, so that's $10,000, 35% of that. So it's $3,500 basically. And half of that is $1,750. So you're still taking home a paycheck with only $10,000 in revenue. Guys, let me tell you, that is amazing. If I was taking home a paycheck when I was doing $10,000 in revenue with my previous business, I would have been ecstatic because, I mean, that happened pretty quickly. But let me tell you, like, it was probably two or three years into the business 
before I was able to even start paying myself. But even when I was doing that, I shouldn't have been doing it because the business was still taking on debt. It just was not in a good position. So again, if you are first starting out in this industry, if you're just getting started, like check out the Profit First Accounting system and implement it from day one. It may seem asinine to you, especially it's going to seem asinine to you if you've been in business for a few years. You're like, yeah, this is never going to work. I I have to spend money here. I have to spend money here. But let me tell you, that's not true. Like in my previous business, consumer packaged goods, it's a very, uh, it's a market that's heavily saturated with investment dollars. So there's all these people going to trade shows, spending all this money on ad spend and doing all these product demos. But at the end of the day, these guys are losing money because they're not reporting enough profit. And who wants to run a company that's generating $10 million in revenue that comes with loads and loads of headaches, but at the end of the day is not paying the bills. It's not, it's not profitable. And, and it's a stressful situation to be in for a business owner. And so another example, I'll give you one more example before I part ways with you guys today. Mike gives this example in here of a woman who has a consulting business and he's meeting with her and she's saying, Hey, I got to grow my business. I got to plow the profits back into the business to grow. He's like, well, why do you want to grow? He's like, well, so I can make more money. It's like, well, why don't you just make more money in your business now? Like, Why do you have to grow the business? Because as you grow the business, it just comes with more and more headaches and more and more expenses in that additional profit never actually comes. You never see it. And I can attest to it. I've, I've, like I said, I've been in a business before where I've seen it happen. There's always something else to spend money on. If you are not careful, you will continue to do that and you'll fall in this vicious cycle that is just near impossible to get out of. So guys, just again, if you're getting started in any business at all, please go check out the Profit First accounting principles, accounting first, profit first accounting method, it will be a game changer to your business, I promise. And and Mike has these, he has these different allocations. Like I mentioned, we went through the basics of it, but they change as your business grows. So eventually, you know, as you move from like $250,000 in revenue to $500,000 in revenue, you start putting more more of your funds into your operating expenses versus your owner's pay. And what that does, it allows you to grow your business like you probably want to do. And so, but you're doing it smart. You're doing it um, naturally, organically, without taking on debt, without taking on credit. And the upside of that is like the business is yours. You're not answering to anybody else. Like there's no investors to please, no one, no phone calls to get on with you know, angry investors wondering when they're going to get um, get their money back or anything like that. Guys, I'm telling you, like like I said, I've been doing this. I've been doing this new business for six months now. I've been profitable from the start. I'm funding my growth internally from money I'm making in the business without having to take on lines of credit or debt. This system is amazing, guys. Profit First Accounting, go and check it out. And again, this is Caleb with the Hemp Entrepreneur Podcast. And please go check out my website. It's just hempdaddies.com, H-E-M-P-D-A-D-D-Y-S.com. And if you're interested in being on the guest on a show, please reach out to me. Um, You know, I'm just getting started in this right now. There's solo episodes, but I hope to eventually um, bring on guests. Um, I know 
eventually I'm going to be bringing on one of my brand ambassadors who is doing a transcontinental run across the United States. His name's Robbie Ballinger. I believe that's how I say his last name. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. Um, but check him out. He's doing a transcontinental run from California all the way up to New York. He's starting that in March and I hope to bring him on here and interview him. But Hey, if you got your own hemp business, whether you're a farmer or you have another CBD company, uh, I might not bring you on if you have that since it's a direct competition. But if you're in the cannabis industry, I would love to hear from you, um, possibly have you on as a guest. And even if your business is not hemp related, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, thanks guys from listening. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And since this is so new, um, please um, rate us in iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your podcatcher app is. Um, I'm brand new to this. And like I said, doing solo episodes. So please, please um, go leave us a review. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day.